Good evening. I hope all of you are doing well. Glad I made it back in time. My flight was delayed by about uh, 30 minutes tonight. I'm like, it's not in my hands anymore. Threw up a prayer and uh, then we were fourth in line for takeoff a few minutes later. So we made it. Uh, today we're learning Masechah's Tainas Daf Yud Beis. We're starting at the very last line, last three words on Yud Aleph, Amud Beis. And we've been discussing, uh, the last Tzaddik we learned was about a Tainas Lashos. Is there such a thing as a short Tainas from a halachic perspective, of course, people can just choose not to eat. But what happens if you choose not to eat, but the acceptance of your fast was not done kitikuna the way it was supposed to be? So we'll discuss a number of iterations tonight of what that might look like. And at the very bottom line of Yudalaf on the base, the Gemara starts with what, the first of a number of phrases of Rav Chizda. Omar Rav Chizda, amris misan in the shows. When we say that there is such an idea that a person can fast the shows, the hushalo ta'am klumado erev. That has to be that he didn't eat all day. Well, if he didn't eat all day, then why is it called a tainus l'shos? So Amar Abaye. Abaye says to Rav Chizda, that's not a tainus l'shos. If you fast the whole day, it's a full fast. So what's tainus l'shos? What does that even mean? So it says the Gemara, third line on Yud Be'ezimadah, what happened was that uh, you woke up, you were in a rush, you didn't eat drink coffee, you didn't drink water, you didn't eat breakfast. All of a sudden it's noon. You're like, Forget it. Mincha's in four hours. I'm just going to fast the whole day. So it says the Gemara, in the case of Imlachim Luche, we needed to say that that fast is not, is not a proper fast. You have to fully accept upon your, yourself a fast, as we will soon learn. If you have a fast and you didn't finish uh, fasting as the sunset, namely, if you ate at some point before the sunset, so then, and we're going to discuss this in a little bit. Uh, in a little bit more detail. So it says the Gemara in Yudbezim and Aleph five lines down, questioning this most recent statement of Rav Chizda, that you have to fast the whole day. Do you really have to fast the whole day in order for it to be called a tainus? Mesve, we have a few sources that we're going to question from. First of all, Anche Mishmar, people who are working in the Beis HaMikdash, Misan and Velom Mashlimim, they would fast for parts of a tainus Tzibor, but they wouldn't fast for the whole Tzibor. As you may recall, a person who's sitting and learning He's not allowed to fast on a tinus seaboard. That's he's not nowadays. I don't know how it works out in my side. I presume everybody fasts. I don't know. But it Lakhoda, the Kula should have applied. And the Gemara here says that when the Kohanim were doing the Avodin, it was a tinus seaboard. They would they would fast a little bit, but not the whole day. So, but they were fasting a little bit, which implies that the fast was worthwhile. So it says the Gemara, Haim, that's not a fast. Haim, let's ure That was just to join the people, just to show that we're a little bit like you, but it's not a tinus mamish. A tinus mamish is the entire sunlight hours. So, so that's how we get out of that question. So let's try another question against Rav Chizda. Tashma, Dama Rabbi Eliezer Bar Tzadok, Animi Bnei Banov shall son of Ben Binyamin. I am a descendant of the family of Sonov, the child of Binyamin. And we learned in a previous Masechta that this was one of the many families who had this chus of bringing wood for the Mizbeach. And the day that they were supposed to bring the wood was on the 10th of Av. So let's see how things played out. It ended up playing out one year that the 9th of Av fell out on a Shabbos. And of course, we know that the only fast that trumps Shabbos is Yom Kippur. So then that year, they made it into a Tainus Nitcheva Dachinuhu Laachar Shabbos. They made it that... The fast of Tisha B'av was on the 10th of Av, which was really their day. That was their yontif. They treated the day that they were able to give the wood to be like a yontif. The his aninu, we did fast that day, but we fasted on that day. But It was a, so this was what was in the mixing bowl. It was a Tisha B'av nidcha, it's a 10th of Av. So the fast was, was a nidcha to start with. And it was their yontif. So they only fasted for part of the day. So that's our kasha against Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda said that a fast has to be only, is only a fast if you fast the whole day. Yet we see that the Children of Sanav, I just noticed this on. I don't know if this is correct what I'm about to say. Samech minus nun is yud, right? 
Sun Av, Yud Av. I don't know. I'm just saying that was the date. That was their date. I don't know if it's correct. I don't know if the, I didn't see any Mar Mikomos. I'm making it up entirely. It's the Shavort, no? I'll speak to Rosh <laughs> But it does look kind of, does it say that on the side or is it a little Dalit? What does the Dalit say? Unfortunately, there's an amended of the text. <laughs> okay, that's not, that works against yeah. me. But my, it's not real Torah, it's Purim Torah. I'm just saying the numbers work out that it is the tenth of us. Anyways, Kashya, so how do we answer the question? Even there fast, says the Gemara, No, they were just joining the people. Really, that day when Tisha B'Av is Nidchitz, pushed off to the tenth of Av, and as a competing factor, it's their Yantiv, so then we could be more lenient. This is where you see Poskim give Kula where they do what, what, what Postkim calls their mitzarev. They combine feature X with feature Y. Can you eat on the 10th of Av when it's a nidcha? No, you can't. I, it's your yontif, throw it into the mixing bowl. So there are shilas and Postkim about um, what do you do, for example, with dogma, uh, with, uh, on Yom Kippur or on a fast day with the wine uh, at a bris. Okay, that's good. Shy, let's get you supposed to lick it at Te'ima. You don't even have to make a bracha according to some post game, but you're making a bracha bari priyagafa. And anyways, on the chashivas of the mitzvah, today I did a bris and I, this, I see this under chuppahs, but I, maybe because of COVID, I don't know. The son, the, the mavarech for the bari priyagafa, and instead of drinking the wine, he tilted the cup and spilled some wine on his hand, handed me the cup and licked his fingers to be yotze the bari priyagafa. And then he told me a gavaldika mice after the bris. First time I've ever heard such a thing. He said, I'm so happy that you wear gloves. This is a Haredi Rav in, in Detroit. I'm so happy you wear gloves. I'm like, me too. Uh, and I said, but why do you say that? He says, because here's what nobody thinks about. The Moel who just did the bris sticks his fingers inside the wine that I have to drink. And you're not wearing gloves? No, thank you. I don't want to be Mitzarev in that. It was, a very, it was beautiful. So I said, you're welcome. Anytime. I always wear gloves when I do a bris. It was just a funny mice. I've never heard of such a thing. But he tilted the cup. Huh? Even though some say it's a chasisa. Ah, yeah. Even though some say it's a chasisa. That's not in halacha. No, yeah. no, I didn't know what he was talking about. In Achanami. One, one, we'll call it. Yeah. So, anyways, they got out of this by, uh, by saying that it really wasn't uh, their day. And the Gemara presents still a third question against the Shita of Rav Chizda, who said that a fast is defined as fasting during all sunlight hours. Third of the way down, Tashma, Damar of Yochanan, aha. But he says in before he started chakras, he said, I'm going to be fasting until I get home. This was his uh, dieting. I don't know what was he doing, but what does it seem like that a tinus can be short? Tinus shows. So then, how could it be that Rebbe is right that you can have that that a fast is only defined by all sunlight uh, all sunlight hours? Says the Gemara, no. This was a ruse. He was playing a chess game with the nasi. He didn't want to go to breakfast at the nasi's house. Oh, he has time, Rabbi Yochanan. I want to chat for you in halacha. Come, we're going to sit and learn. I'm going to ask you, oh, yeah, I, I intermittent fasting in the mornings. It's my uh, morning routine and I'm done now. So he would say, I'm, I'm just fasting in the mornings. And he would talk a fast in the morning, but it wasn't halacha, halachic fast. It didn't count. It didn't, it was, we're going to discuss that in this stuff, but you know that, obviously, right? Tainus Yud based. We're going to discuss that minhag that we have to say it in Davnik, some machlokas in the Gemara, as to what the obligation is. So Amar Shmuel, called Tainus Shilokibla Lavmi Bojom Lav Tainus. Any fast which wasn't accepted upon the person prior to the start of the fast, mm-hmm. namely, if you're going to fast on a Tuesday, if you didn't accept the fast upon yourself before Shkia on Monday going into Tuesday, Lav Shmei Tainus. Mai. And if in fact, without having properly accepted upon yourself, you fasted. So what, what is that? To Amar Rabba Barshila, it's similar to, uh, to this device that's used to blow air into the base of a fire. Uh, and what do you do? You, you draw it open and it brings air in. 
So your stomach is filled with air and you're basically no different than that. In other words, it doesn't count. It's not considered a fast. What? It's only for private fast, right? Uh, it's only for fast that yeah, it's only for fast that you're taking upon yourself. It's not for the ones on the tzibur where nigs are by bezdin or by, by chazal, whatever the right phrase is. Yeah, that's correct. It's something that you are taking upon yourself. And to your question, the Gemara then asks halfway down, Amos Makabile, how, when really does he accept it upon himself? So this is a machlokes Rav and Shmuel. Rav Amar be mincha, Ushmuel Amar betfilas mincha. Now, in my Balabatish head, I would not have assumed the difference between these two answers of Rav saying, do it at Mincha, and then Shmuel's like, do it at Tfilas Mincha. So let's thank Rashi in advance. Rashi is five lines into the wide lines. Uh, the first on the word on the line, Bimincha, Bismanha Mincha. Rav says that it just has to be past Chatzos Hayom, 30 minutes past Chatzos Hayom, earliest enough that Mincha Gola that you're able to daven, no problem. But it doesn't have to formally be a part of Mincha. Rashi continues, Bitfilas Mincha, Bisofa. Uh, we specifically chose uh, that a person who's being makabalatanis upon themselves should say this ritsui tfila in mincha, which is the closest tfila that you have to Marib. So that's the machlokas rabin shmuel. Is it just a timing question? that we need it to be, that it has to be at least mincha gdola, 30 minutes past so as shitas rav, or do we say no, that there's some type of tefillah, it's in the sidurim, some type of tefillah that I'm going to accept upon myself, the fast, that's a machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. And Rav Yosef, who lived in the next generation, they really bridged a little bit with Shmuel, but he was a third century Amor, he was the Rabbi of Abaye. So Amar Rav Yosef, kavasi the Shmuel Mistabra, I agree with the sheet of Shmuel, dechziv b'megillas tainis, we have learned about megillas tainis, about whether or not it's still uh, it's still um, to be kept and followed. We don't have the safer anymore, apparently, but we have some quotes, and here's one of them. That anyone who accepted a fast upon themselves before our gzeras, yesar, then that's then then the halacha is that it would then be usher for them to fast. My love, yesar atzmo b'tzilo. Doesn't this imply and? This is where Yosef is showing that the sheet of Shmuel is right, that it has to be part of davening. My love, Yesar Asmo Bitsilo, that it has to be in his prayer, Silo prayer, Tiskabel Sulusehon, your Tfilos. This is the Aramaic word for Tzali, is to pray. So, my love, Bitsilo, my love, Yesar Asmo Bitsilo, like Shmuel says, no, I could easily understand that line from Megillah's Tainus differently. Lo, Yeaser Be'atzmo, no, that's not correct. It automatically comes becomes Aser. Who said anything about davening? All the point of the Megillah's Tainus was is that if you were Makabal on yourself prior to what Megillah's Tainus said, then yours yours trumps because the, the halachos of Megillah, the halachos, the minhagim of Megillah's Tainus were not forever binding. They only started once the Sefer was written. And similarly, first of the long lines, two-thirds of the way down, Yudbez Medala, Pligi Baha, there's a very similar similar machlokas about this between Rebchia uh, very early Tana and very early Amora. Very late Tana, very early Amora. Chad Amar Yesar, Vechad Amar Yeaser. Similar two languages that we just saw. Yesar seemingly uh, was one approach, and Yeaser is that it's automatic. Yesar is Shmuel, that you have to specifically add it in uh, to the davening, and Yeaser is that it automatically becomes Aser. So, that's how we just explained earlier that Yesar is like Shmuel that you have to add it into your davening. What is the Shita of Yesar, the Amora, who says that the language is not Yesar, but Yesar? So says the Gemara, Ditanya, 10, 12 lines from the bottom, the Brysa writes, 
So they, someone's got to put together all of these quotes and start rebuilding Megillus Tainus, right? Because they're being quoted as excerpts and uh, throughout Shas. So here's what it says in Megillus Tainus. Call inish any person, who accepts upon themselves a fast before we enforced Megillus Tainus, ye aser. That would, then, then their fast is going to be the one that is aser. Then they're, then they're not allowed to eat. What does this mean, Ketzad? So the Bryce and Megillus Tainus reads as follows. Let's say that a person accepted upon themselves to fast every uh, every single Thursday, Monday and Thursday. Why does the Gemara leave out Shani? Well, why do we need it? We don't need it. It's Shani v'chamishi. We're just so used to Bahab. So whoever the initial author was who wrote in the Vishani, someone's like, mm, editorial error. It's Shani it's not in triplicate. There's only two days of the week that you're talking about. So this is a great insight in regards to the copying over of Gemara's over the years. But that extra word Vishani is clearly an error because there's, you can't do Bahab and then what? Then you skip the next Thursday. That's not that's not what it means. It's just an error in, in, as things were copied over. It's not in triplicate. It's actually became duplicate. What does that mean? Triplicate was Monday, Thursday, Monday. Yeah. Because it was. Because it was a triplicate, it became a duplicate. Yeah. Oh, in this case. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, that's true. So we had to remove the Vashani here. There right. are Anshe Misa, even our door, even our city. I won't reveal who it is. It's not me. We do this. Speaking on behalf of a friend. I know. I am, I am. <laughs> I'm speaking on behalf of a rabbinic friend. I'll serve you dinner after. Uh, no, after I'm, just, I'm just letting, letting the item know that this is. Even on Thanksgiving. That's what you're talking about. If you're to Bahab, you're a Bahab, but, it, but it's Thanksgiving. So after Shkia, you can have a turkey. That's a short day. So short day. Short day. Ah, beautiful. All right, let's get back to it. Says the Gemara Ketzad, how do we understand this interplay between this person who accepts upon themselves Shani v'chamishi for his entire life, for the whole year, tovim, but then that day intersects with the day So what do we do? So let's say that you say I'm fasting on Monday. Uh, you say you're fasting on Monday. And then that Monday ends up being a day that you're not allowed to fast as it relates to Megillah's time. It's two things in the mixing bowl. What do we do? So it says the Gemara, it depends. If the, if the, the Gzeira of the Yachid, if the Neder of the Yachid came first, so then, then he wins because his timing wins. He made a Kabbalah, and his Kabbalah, his nether, was prior to the institution of Megillah's Tainus. If Megillah's Tainus was put into effect prior to his nether, then Tevatel Gzerasenu Es Nidro. Then Megillah's Tainus wins, and that's how we explain the language of Lo Yeh the Gemara says, Tanu Rabbanan, very important Gemara, Allah Chalmaisa, Ad Masai Ochel Vashosa, when a person is in fact going to fast during the daylight hours, when does he have to stop eating? So says the Gemara, Machlokas, Achiyala Amr Ashachar, Divrei Rebbe. Rebbe was of the opinion that it's Achiyala Amr Ashachar. In halacha, when we speak in math terms, we often teach this to children, is that it's always 72 halachic minutes prior to, uh, prior to sunrise, prior to Neitzah And in halachic minutes, what that means is that the number of sunlight hours is always divided by 12, and whatever resulting number of minutes that is, is what we would call an hour. So right, right now, we have very, very short sunlight hours. I don't know what the shortest day of the year is. It's not so far away. Mm -hmm. 
or a couple of weeks. So right now, sunrise, I'm making this up. Sunrise is at seven and sunset is at five. It's not exactly right, but it's, so that's a 10 hour day. So that's 600 minutes. You divide that by 12, which means that every halachic hour is less than 60 minutes, which means that 72 minutes at this time of year could be 65 minutes, whatever it is. And then you look at sunrise and subtract 65 minutes. But there's another way to, to calculate Amr HaShachar. I don't know the halachic backdrop to it, but it has to do with the degrees of the sun as it is below the horizon, a little bit more complicated than the basic math equation, but that's not referenced here in the Gemara. But that's Rebbe. The Allah backdrop for this Malcolm Tyre is that our Friedman Schlitta insists that when there is an announcement of when the fast begins, there's two times given. There's the first time that you met 72, and then there's the second time based on the sunset degree, which is published in a new safer that he was involved with. Right. I think I think I remember seeing it was like seven degrees below the horizon. Maybe I remember the number. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it in the uh, in the announcements. I've seen it. Yeah. Differential. Horizon is seven miles of vision. But the, the sun had to be below the, the, the horizon, the flat line. If you're at the top, if it's a circle, so they put a flat line across the top. And then what degrees below is the sun? Whatever they, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's a different calculation. Anyways, this is a sidebar, but uh, we'll come back to this maybe at some point. I don't know. Says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom. That was answer number one, is that we wait for, uh, for Amr HaShachar. Uh, the second answer is an even earlier time in the morning, Rabbi Eliezer, Bar Shimon, Omer Ad, Krusagever. When the rooster crows, that, that animal wakes up a little bit early. So therefore, that would be a, a still earlier time. You can see the little Zion next to Achi Allah. That is how we pass in Allah Chalamaisa when we have daytime fasts, which is all but Yom Kippur and um, all but Yom Kippur and Tisha So then says the Gemara, a couple of qualifications on this b'risa. Amar Abaye lo shanu, when is it that we have the machlokas between Rebbe and Rabbi Eliezer bar Shimon? Ela shalogamar seudaso. That's if you didn't stop eating your meal from the night before. That's a lengthy meal. You're starving. You're trying to pack it in. You start eating at 8 p.m. You finish at 4 a.m. Givaldik, no problem at all. Aval gamar seudaso. But once you finish your meal, we'll have to see how we define finishing a meal. At that point, you're not allowed to eat anymore, even if it's 8 p.m. Once it's after dark and you eat a meal and then you bench, you're done. Or maybe clear your table. We'll see in a minute. So that's uh, what Abai is saying. The only machlokas between Rebbe and Rabbi Eliezer Bereb Shimon is if the meal that you started never ended. But if the meal ended already, you're done, even from the night before. And you're not allowed to eat anymore. You have to wake up at 3 a.m. It doesn't matter. So it says the Gemara. The Gemara seems to imply no, but well, let's see what the Gemara's. Uh, it doesn't seem that it's allowed. But from the Gemara, I'm not, not, not from Sak. I'm just saying that's what the Gemara implies. But the Gemara says that Abaye's uh, shita is very strange because Esve Rava, Rava brings a brisa that says, Gomar ve'amad, if he finishes eating and he stands up, Hareza Ochel, he's still allowed to eat. So how do we understand uh, how do we understand the shita of Abaye? Abaye said that once you're done eating, you're done. Answers the Gemara, Hasam Kshelosilek. The case of Rava, where he says that you're still allowed to eat is when the tables were not yet removed. And because the tables were not yet removed, remember they had their own little TV dinner tables, like the, the folding legs one, the X legs. Like that. And it's perfect. It works out. I mean, they were leaning down. It was much lower to the ground. But they had their own. As long as the table was not seen. Like, by the way, Raya and Halacha for this is Silek Bubirech, is that we have this. Uh, then there's a very lenient shita in the Ramah and Shulchan Aruch, that the diff distance in time between meat and milk is sile kubirech, just cleaning away the table and benching. Nobody paskins like that. Lamaisa, the earliest shita in, in regards to meat to milk is one hour, which the which some of the Dutch people do hold. After that, it's three hours, which is the 
sheet of the Prichadash and some of the Yekas. There is a sheet of four hours. And then the Rambam writes Kemoshe shows, which is a reference to six hours. And the sheets there are five hours, five and a half hours, and six hours. The three of those are all under the umbrella of Kemoshe shows of the Rambam. We just didn't know what the Rambam meant when he said Kemoshe shows. We didn't know. So the Meiri says it's five and a half. My family, we waited into the sixth hour, which is Meduyuk and it makes it kind of makes sense. And uh, for those who are real Medaktikin, and they say it's actually six. So there are people who have different Menhagim. If you have a real Masora, so you should follow your Masora, period. But some of the Nosei Kelim on Shulchan Aruch write that anyone, this is the language in the Nosei Kelim, anyone who has a Reach Torah, I don't know what this means, anyone, anyone who has a Reach Torah will wait six hours. What if if you wait three hours, you have to change your minute? You have a family minute. Is that reach Torah? You have to be so machmir. That's a, that's a big. That's a big kabbalah. There's Reese's peanut butter cups on the table. That's a big kabbalah. <laughs> you have some decisions to make. So we have to we have to figure all of that out. But anyways, this Gemara does have a raya davar in regards to the shita and the rama of sile kubirech that the line in the sand is not benching alone. It's also sile removing the table. Ika de amre. Some say that the the qualification of the brisa that we just learned. Um, about the machlokas between Rebbe and Rabbi Eliezer is a little different. Ika da Amre, three lines from the bottom, Yudbeiz and Aleph, that Amar Rava lo Shanu, when do we have our machlokas elok Yishan? That's when he stays awake the whole night. Aval Yoshan, Eino Ochel. But the second his head, it's the pillow, I should say, the second he falls asleep, Eino Ochel. Those are synonymous in our home. Pillow, sleep. So the Gemara says that once you fall asleep, you're done. But then the Gemara questions Rava and flips it. Asi Abaye asks on Rava, hang on one second. Yashan ve'amad, if you take a nap and then you get up from your nap, Ariza ochel. No, Rava, what are you talking about? I have a price that says that you're allowed to eat after you wake up. Says the Gemara, Hasam, when do we say in the Brisa that Abaye brings against Rava that you're allowed to eat? That's true, bimisnamnim, when you're only napping. Or as we call it in uh, in our family, resting your eyes. Uh, a phrase that we've used at our Shabbos table as children when I was a child thousands of times because present company included would rest his eyes. So how do we define that? And the Gemara says, hey, dami misnam name, what do we consider this neutral state of you're sleeping, but you're not? Says the Gemara, Amar Ravashi, a well-known Gemara. We've seen this in Shas a few times. Nim velo nim, you're sleeping, but you're not. Tir velo tir, you're awake, but you're not. Dikaru leve'ani, if you say the person's name, they respond. Velo yode ahadure svara, they can't really give a... Uh, a coherent answer to any good questions. Maybe they'll respond to their name. If you remind them of something that's shogur befit, then they can then they can already start responding. So it's not mamish sleeping, and that's a distinction the Gemara makes that this is not called sleep. We also have this by the Megillah. The halach is quoted in Shulchan Aruch mm-hmm. that if a person is in misnam, name your yotze. Why are you Yose? Because you're not sleeping. Nim velo nim, tir velo tir. You're, you're kind of in the middle. And that's not considered sleeping as it relates to shutting down your ability to eat the night before a fast. And the same is true by the halachos of Megillah. Three lines down on Yud Beis and Mid Beis. Amar of Kahana. We're going to actually stop a little earlier uh, at the Mishnah. Uh, but it's it's quick, but I'll, I'm just going to save some time for save some for tomorrow. Amar of Kahana. If there was a person who accepted upon themselves a tainus, we don't allow this person to wear sandals. And we have a concern, because we're afraid that he wasn't specific in his language. And maybe really it's tainus tzibor and he should not then be able to wear uh, sandals. What, uh, what should he have said? So This is really what he should have said when he was being makabal upon himself to avoid the need of following the strict measures of, of the halachos of, let's say, Tisha B'Av. 
Mechar tomorrow, Ehe lefanecha, I will be before you. The you is referring to Hashem. I will be before you, Betainis Yachid. So when he specifies that it's a Tainis Yachid, then we don't have to worry about bringing upon him the demands of a Tainis Tzibur. Amrulei Rabbanon lerav Sheishes, hakachazinan Rabbanon, demesayme misanaihu vaasa lebeitanisa. We see that there are sometimes people who wear leather on a Tainis, and it's not a problem. And as we learned a couple of days ago, there's nothing wrong with that in a general fast. The only fast that that really should apply to is Tishabab, Ikpid. However, um, Rav, Rav Sheishes did not like this. He was very strict about it. And what was his response? Rav Sheishes says back to him, Amar lhu, dilma mechel nami achel. If you're wearing leather shoes, why don't you just go eat? <laughs> you're breaking all the guidelines. Yeah, this is this is part of the fast. You don't get to just choose. And Abai Virava, they didn't agree with him either. Abai Virava, me aile ki misayme a panta. They would wear shoes. They would wear, basically, it was a piece of leather over the top of their foot. Um, and however they would tie it, uh, wasn't it just wasn't a full leather shoe, it was just on the top of the shoe. They would wear their right shoe on the left and their left shoe on the right. Sounds terribly uncomfortable. I'm sure that their sho- shoes were not as well-formed as our shoes, I'm sure. If you've ever seen a chalitza shoe uh, the, that they have in the base in here, then you probably would agree to that. And Rabbanon, Debei Ravashi, Nafke Kior Chayu, they wore shoes straight up. They just wore leather shoes on regular fast days, and it wasn't a problem. Sabre, they held Kihada Amar Shmuel, like the statement we saw yesterday of Shmuel, of Ein Tainus Tzibur, the Bavel El Atisha of Bilvad, that a Tainus Tzibur status of the restricted measures of a Chamesha Sinuim is only true on Tishabav. Amar Yehuda Amar Rab. A person, if they don't want to fast, they can say, yes, I was makabal on myself, but somebody offered me to go out to lunch. So I'm going to go out to lunch with them and I'll fast another time. So Kiamris, uh, oh, let's just point this out again. This was Rav Yehuda Amar Rav. Rav Yehuda said this in the name of Rav. And then Rav Yehuda, the luckiest guy in the world, not only did he learn under Rav, but then he learned under Shmuel. So then the Gemara says that Kiamris Akame de Shmuel, when he got to the base measures by Shmuel and Bavel, and he repeated what he learned by Rav, that you're allowed to be Lovea on a, on, a, on a fast and then be Pore another time. Amar Li, Shmuel said back, I don't agree. Was there any neder that happened here? Why, why do you have to pay it back? It's not a big deal. It's Uri Nafshe. All he was doing was being with Tsar Nafshe. He didn't say, All he was saying, he was going to be Mitzar with Klal Yisrael. If he's able, then Mitzar Nafshe. Then great, let him do it. All of this is version one of this dialogue between Rabbi Yehuda Marav and his new Rebbe of Shmuel. However, and I think the second one is more logical, it's very hard to hear Shmuel say that I committed to do a fast, but I'm not obligated to do a fast because it's just about Mitzar Nafshe. Sounds strange. It doesn't, doesn't really seem to click with our normal language. You were macabre on yourself a fast. So you got to keep the fast. So that's what version two is. Almost halfway down, maybe a third, almost halfway down on Yud Beis and Beis. The first shita of Rav Yehuda Marav doesn't change, that you're allowed to, to push off a fast that you agreed to do, and you'll pay it back another day. And Kiamrisa Kami Dishmuel, when Yehuda, when Rav Yehuda switched Bate Medra from Eretz Yisrael with Rab to Bava with Shmuel, Amar Li Shmuel said, Pshita lo Yehiel a neder. And there's nothing more than a neder. Neder, Milo, Matzi, Boy, Lishulume, Meza, Lamachar, Liomacharina. You got to pay it back either today or tomorrow. You made a commitment. So, two totally different versions of the, of the Gemara. And then the Gemara tells a story halfway down, Rav Yeshua Bereder of Idi Ikla, the Bey Rav Asi. He went to the home of Rav Asi, says the Gemara, Avdule Igla Tilsa. 
they made for him a delicacy, an igla tilsa machlokas as to what type of delicacy this is. It's a, certainly a very young animal. Was it a third cooked? Uh, a third cooked? Was it a, a couple of months old? A very young animal, tender meat. Okay, whatever. It was a delicacy is the point. Amrulei lito marmidi. I just made you some food. Come sit down. Take a plate and get some steak. I'm fasting. You can break your fast and you can pay it back another day. Don't you agree with Rav that you're allowed to break your fast here and then replace your fast another day? In general, I agree with you. But here, this is not a regular tainus. Here, what we're talking about is a tainus chalom. Amar lehu tainus chalom hu. Ve'amar rabba bar machasya. Amar avchama bar guria. Amar rab. So this is three generations going all the way back to rab. Yafet tainus tainus lechalom keish lanoras. A fast, as it relates to a bad dream, is as good at dissolving the bad dream as fire is to neores, to the remnants of flax, instant consumption, just gone. So this fasting is a very powerful way to undo the bad dream. But, says the Gemara, only only if it's mamish that day. So yes, I agree with you in principle that it's love uporea, that I can skip today's fasting, even though it was a tainus yachid, and I'll fast tomorrow. But if the reason why I'm fasting is because it's a tainus chalom, today's the day, and only today's the day, so much so that the Gemara says on the first long line, even though on Shabbos, we have a mitzvah, there are three pseudos on Shabbos. Kiddush, that's for the rice that I have Kiddush, or you can be Yose Kiddush Midoraisa without drinking. That we know from when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, we say by Hulu. We should have in mind Zachrehu, but Zachrehu Alayayin is only Durabana, but the Kiddush is Doraisa, just as Zachira. So says the Gemara, but obviously we know that it's Bobayom because it's going to be deemed critically important to fast the Tainus Chalim even on Shabbos. Um, but that's a problem because you just you just lost out on the mitzvah, the mitzvah derabanan of Oneg Shabbos. So says the Gemara, Maitakante, what should we do? Says the Gemara as a response, Lesiv Ta'anisa Leta'anisa. What we're going to do is replace the day that you fasted with another fast because you shouldn't have fasted on Shabbos. We learn a little more. Let's just learn the Mishnah. We'll learn the Mishnah. Oh, yeah. How does that how does that with what we were saying before that you have to be makabal to kindness? In other words, you have the dream Monday night and you want to then fast Tuesday, but you weren't recovered the tightness on Monday. Yeah, it's a great question. What is the answer to that question? Maybe there's no opportunity to do so. Maybe it just may be the mechanics of fasting, not a halacha. But you could give such an answer that Zave is saying it's a different category of fast that it doesn't require a Kabbalah. Or, or you just got to do it. Or, or you could say whether or not it needs a Kabbalah, fasting, the mechanics of fasting still dissolves whatever power the dream had. That's just another question. Not hedging your bets. says it works. Can you repeat the question? The question was, if the Gemara said earlier that you have to make a Kabbalah on your on your fast, otherwise you're no different than, what's it called, a bellow? That thing that, that bellow? That th- bellows? That thing that uh, holds air. If, if it's a zero when you're, when you're not makabal to tainus, so what about a tainus chalom? Uh, at night you have a bad dream, you wake up in the morning, you should be fasting ubo bayom. That's a great question. So Zev wanted to say that it's a different type of, of chalom. It doesn't require a Kabbalah. Could be. Could be. I, uh, he, 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 he has a fast for the fast. He sits, he sits in a fast. It doesn't say when. It just means that he has to do another fast. 
the kasha is the because you did a tainus chalum on Shabbos, so therefore you have you need to repent for that, as oh. it were. So you're because you fasted on Shabbos, you need to do something as consequence, which is fast another day, which is ironic because we wanted you to eat, but now you're fasting yet again. But it's a consequence. It's it's a, it's a you can ask a kasha on the consequence. That's yeah. a, but but that is the consequence. Yeah. Let's, I mean, tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah. So let's let's push a little bit. We can get to the bottom of the page. Says the Gemara, Masnisa, new Mishnah. We had learned in the previous Mishnah what happens when it rains after this date, after that date. So we said in the previous Mishnah that first the Echidim fast and then the Tzibur will fast. And then says the Mishnah, three fourths of the way down, Avru Elu, uh, if you go through these fasts below Nenu, uh, and then uh, still there's no rain. Bezdin goes in Gimel Tanios Acher Salat Tzibur. Now we're up to six. We had three in the previous Mishnah, three more fasts for the Tzibur here. Och you're allowed to eat at night. However, uh, you're not allowed in all the chameshes, you know, and we're adding with that malacha as well. The Gemara is going to ask about that. Why is that a chameshes you know, to work? Some people find work to be a tsar. <laughs> Maybe Dafka, you should go to work. It depends on what you do for a living. So says the Gemara, not only was it forbidden to do those things, but they would close all the bathhouses. They didn't have in-home in showering like we have. So uh, let's say that you do these extra three. Now you've done a total of six. Who still didn't let it rain. There's another seven that take place. In total, three from the first Mishnah, three from the early part of this Mishnah, plus another seven. Yeseros alarishonos oh, and these fasts are different than the earlier ones. Shebeilu masrian. We'll see what that means in the Gemara another day. Um, that uh, there's there's masrian. Is that with shofar? Is that with calling out? Is that davening? The noalin is hachanuyos. You close the stores. No one should be eating. Now, Vesheni on Mondays, Matin im you can open the stores a little bit of Shabbos. You can open the stores entirely so people can prepare for Shabbos. Avru elu. Below Nanu, if it were to then be the case that God forbid there was no rain even for that amount of time, so then we minimize our, our work, the binyan and building of and planting fields, getting married, even saying shalom aleichem to someone. Allah is when a person's in Abelus, you're not allowed to say the phrase shalom aleichem to them. It's terribly restrictive. My, my Rebbe told me that was one of the most painful things when he was in Avelus, that people could not say shalom aleichem. Avelus or Shiva? The whole 12 months. For, for a parent, it's very strict halacha. I mean, it's what strict. It's what it is. Uh, so It's like someone who's been kicked out of their place. And then as well, that we mentioned in the previous mission. Remember, was it Talmid Chachamim? Even we're Talmid Chachamim in this regard. They fast up until uh, Nisan. And if at that point, when it starts to rain in Nisan, there's rain. So that's Simon Klalash. Um, then uh, that is going to be, uh, then that is uh, a simon klala because it's supposed to be a tzirchitim. You're supposed to be harvesting the rain would ruin that. So it says the Gemara, Bishlam akulhu isbuhu tainu. I understand most of the list. All of those things have an element of enjoyment. Aval malacha tzarhu. Why, why are you saying the malacha is a tsar? Malacha is not a tsar. You're making money for your family, you're making a parnasa. So it says the Gemara, the reason why malacha was included was because of a textual comparison. It says the Gemara, 
Amar Abchiz, Amar Abirmiya Bar Abba, Amar Amar Kra. The pasuk says, "Kitchut Sam Kiru Atzara." It says the word Atzara and us was a canim and gather the elders. Ke Atzeres, just like Atzeres, which is Shavuos, Matzeres Aser Be'Asiyas Malacha. Just like Shavuos has an Eser Malacha to it, so too Avtainis Aser Be'Asiyas Malacha. We have the same exact thing. What does that mean? It's an Eser Daraisa. How is that possible? The whole day is the Rabbanim. So obviously, it's not Daraisa, but because of the word Atzara, as it relates to the pasuk that speaks about fasting, Sam Kiru Atzara. So therefore, we say it's a problematic. Says the Gemara, if you're going to make a comparison to Shavuos, if we know that halachically Shavuos starts at night, maybe we should assume that every Tainus Tibor should start at night, because you're comparing to Shavuos, says the Gemara. You have to look at the rest of the Pasuk. How does Rav Yirmiya Barab explain? The rest of the Pasuk says it has to be at a time when the Zikanim are called together. When the Zikanim get together, when the Chachamim get together, when Bezdin sits, it's always during the day. So too, when we fast, it's only during the day. It says the Gemara, maybe we should say that it is mitiara, that it's only in the afternoon uh, and not in the morning. Maybe we should only fast in the afternoon. That's a famous line of the Gemara elsewhere. Shraga bitihara, my honey. What good does a candle do when the sun is bright in the afternoon? So tiara is the afternoon. Amar of Shisha, that they gathered in the morning and they did not gather in the afternoon. How did it all work out? So Amar Abaye, Mitzafra ad palga de yoma me'ayninun b'milei de mata. Uh, from the morning until the afternoon, they would analyze what's going on in the city. Did we do something wrong? They're being mafashvesh b'maasehim, the famous language from the Masilas Yisharim, the mashmesh or mafashvesh. So they were looking into seeing what was going on. If they did something wrong, mikan ve'elach riva de yoma karinun v'sifra v'aftarta. They would spend a portion of the day reading from the Torah, reading Haftar, Mikan Ba'elach, Ba'inon Rachame. And then they would continue davening, uh, storming the heavens in their own words. They would stand up, right? And then, the seemingly the beginning part of the Pasuk is they were analyzing their community. The second part is they were reading B'Torah Hashem Elokeim, Revis Hayom, Revis, so that's what the Gemara says, is that's what they were doing. That's how they broke up their day. Says the Gemara, maybe I would be able to reverse things and say that it wasn't as the Pasuk said. Maybe the Pasuk was being loose-lipped about the timing. Strange question. Rashi, for the half day, the first half of the day, maybe things were reversed that they... Uh, uh, that they read the Haftarah first and they daven first. And then in the afternoon, they analyzed the city, says the Gemara, you can't assume that because of the Psukim. The Chsiv, the Psukim say, uh, the Pasuk reads, And then, In the afternoon, I had my hands up. So in the beginning of the day, everyone gathered together to figure out what was going on. And in the afternoon, everyone put up their hands to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. What am I supposed to do? You need to give us some rain. So that's how the Gemara understands uh, that this is in fact the correct order. We'll stop right here at Amar Rafram and Yerush Hashem. Tomorrow we'll learn Daf Yud Gimel and as well Yud Dalad Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah,